Welcome to the Coffee Journeys show, hosted by me, Piotr Zagorowski, author of the Coffee Journeys blog. In this show, I'll be sharing my journey from being a technical person to a leader and discussing topics such as leadership, technology, and intentional living. I'll be sharing my unique perspective and insights and offering guidance on how to develop the skills and mindset needed to succeed in today's world. Whether you're an aspiring leader, a technology enthusiast, or simply looking to learn more about the world around you, this podcast is for you. So, Join me for the engaging and thought-provoking conversations on leadership, technology, and intentional living on The Coffee Journeys Show. Let's imagine a situation when we start a new team. We gathered a group of talented individuals and we want to grapple with the first challenges. How can we accelerate the team forming, storming, and norming phases? We could start with team agreements. Once done, this exercise will boost team productivity. It will also help to create and maintain the team identity. It shouldn't be, however, detailed documentation of the team proceedings, like in wiki-style procedure. Instead, we should agree on things that are important for our team. Let's dive in. So plan for today, I'm going to share a few important things when it comes to team agreements, and I'm going to share the real team agreements uh, from the team that I used to work in the past. Let's start with clarity. Tribal knowledge. Very often, this term is a synonym of the lack of documentation. But as usual, there is a dichotomy there. We don't want to have detailed documentation that describes every single step of every process in the team or company. This kind of documentation tends to be outdated as soon as we put the last dot in it. On the other hand, lack of documentation leads to confusion, unnecessary waste of time, and in many cases, frustrations on reinventing the wheel. When it comes to team dynamics and collaboration, the daily rituals and all team members' interactions are formed based on company culture and the leader example. The team agreements exercise will help to create clarity on what is essential for us, how we want to collaborate, and how we want to keep ourselves accountable. And that leads to another point why we should create team agreements. It's accountability. Accountability is one of the essential characteristics for high-performing teams. We should know how to do it appropriately, as this is the subtle art rather than hard technical skill. It's never easy, and this is why we should write it down in our team agreements. It will help everyone in the team to keep other members accountable. It will also be a tool for some uncomfortable discussions. Sometimes it may lead to changing the team agreement on some particular topics as well. But it's always good to get it written, possibly with the comment what we meant by this statement. 
to check more on accountability, I encourage you to take a look to previous two episodes. Episode number five, when we discussed the responsibility process for us, for me, to make sure that I'm in the right mental spot. And episode number six, when I discuss how to hold people accountable. And there is very short procedure how we can do it. Next point, why we should have team agreements for our team is openness. There's no guidance on what should or shouldn't go to team agreements. We should be open to everyone and everything. From practical reason, it doesn't make sense to include the exact time when we meet for stand-ups, for instance. We would need to revisit it every time we move this by 10 minutes and so on. So it's not going to be detailed to this point. On the other hand, we absolutely should include the statement about respecting people's time, especially when we have people in different time zones. The key here is to be open to other people's needs. Everyone should be heard. Everyone should be able to express their opinions, concerns, and be able to influence the team agreements. When we work as fully distributed team, for example, another aspect of this topic is culture. Some people will be more direct, some people may be less direct, and some people may form particular sentences in a certain way when they speak, especially if language that they speak, like English, is not their nat- native language. In many cases, we should be open to understand their intentions. I personally love one of our team agreements from the past. We always come from the right place. We are not afraid of asking questions. We give and receive honest feedback. And that leads to another point, which is trust and psychological safety. There are two schools when it comes to running the teams. One says we need to control everybody. In this case, management starts to be very creative with any controls that are imposed on everyone. Time cards, mouse tracks, detail report of daily activity, and so on and so on. It's bad. On the other hand, we have a different approach. We are adults and we want to achieve some goals together. Everyone understands our mission and strategy. And let's work together to achieve some tangible results. When it comes to the team agreements, we want to help to create and maintain trust. We build trust by trusting others, by giving trust. In team agreements, we should say something about being equal, having the voice heard and making sure that we respect each other. Sometimes it's taken for granted and it's already included in company mission statements or core values. In my opinion and from my experience, we should always take it to the ground level and have it in the team agreements, even if we repeat some of our mission statements or company values. Because trust and psychological safety are very fragile and should be explicitly taken care of at any occasion. And finally, I will give you some practical tips when it comes to team agreements, and we're going to read my real example. So, on practical tips. Create team agreements when a new team is formed. Revisit the team agreements whenever a person joins the team. 
Include your mission statement and core values in the team agreement document. It will help to set up the tone and make sure we align with them. Leave it vague. For example, no point deciding on concrete tools we use, but instead on how we do things. For example, asynchronous communication. When the situation requires, do not hesitate to propose to review the team agreements and check particular statements, especially when we try to hold people accountable and someone is not proceeding according to our agreements. And now I'm going to ask my lovely assistant, digital assistant, Droidella Mac Electron, to read my real-life example of team agreements from the past when I worked in some of my teams. Droidy, can you read point number one? Hello, everyone. Let's take a look to the real-life team agreements that Piotr mentioned. One, we succeed and fail together. This is quite important. Uh, we want to celebrate successes, but we also want to make sure that we take full ownership of our failures. Next point. Two, we always come from a good place. We are not afraid of asking questions. Three, we give and receive honest feedback and hold each other accountable with respect. Holding people accountable, it's a very important topic. Refer to previous episode or episodes, how to do it right. But I think the coming from good place is a very, very important piece. Assume that people coming from good place, even if you hear something that it's sometimes tough, maybe it's in the even route, but if you have team distributed in across time zone, across different culture, make sure you assume people come from good place. Another point. Four, we will ask others for help. We will, in turn, offer help to other teams in need. Yes, that's important. We should be able to ask for help. There's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't mean lack of knowledge. It's just trust. Okay, another point. Five, this is a remote team. Keep things verbose and promote writing things down and sharing with others. Yes, there was a specific situation. It was fully distributed team, but I think it makes sense for everyone. We should keep things verbose and over-communicate. Another point. Six. We will be focused and present in meetings. This is something about asynchronous work. Sometimes we need asynchronously, sometimes we need to meet. And let's respect our own time. Another point. Seven. We build and design our systems with a full night's sleep in mind for the on-call person. We prioritize issues that cause pages. This is very specific to our team. It was operational team. We were responsible for support for our customers. We want to design systems in the lens of the person who is going to be woken up in 3 a.m. and need to fix it. That's guidance, how we proceed. It's good to include it if it's important for specifics of your team. Another point. Eight. We make time and space to allow for learning. This is obvious, I think. We can put it in a team agreement. We should be explicit. Let's make sure we learn as a team and as an individual. I think we always should be learning. Another point. Nine. We are focused on team health. Work-life balance and family are critical to our success. 
That's another very important thing, especially now when we get busy, when we have many, many tools, many, many projects, many, many tasks. We want to make sure that as a team, we take care of our team health. The more healthier individuals, the more healthier team, and the mission is completed even easier. Another point. 10. Remember to have fun. It's just work. And this is important. We should not forget to have fun. We should be always working on something that gives us joy. And we just want to make sure it's work and it still should be fun. And next point. 11. We make data-driven decisions. The best idea wins. So we used to have something that is called Lean Coffee voting system where people want to vote, there is proposal, and if people agree, there's thumbs up. If people don't have strong opinions, it's basically thumbs sideways. But if I don't agree or disagree, it's thumbs down, and I need to be having counter-proposal. So we gather data, we choose what options are there, if people have more than one option, and the best idea wins. And last point. 12. We will review this agreement when we bring any new team members on board. I already mentioned it. It's good practice to review team agreements on a regular basis. This is just one example when we agreed to review these team agreements. But I personally think it should be reviewed in regular basis, like every quarter. When we hold quarterly retrospective or quarterly planning, let's start with refining or re-reading re agreeing on our team agreements. And this is all I have for you today. I value feedback a lot. That's why I ask you to review my podcast in your favorite podcasting platform and give it as many stars as you think it deserves. By doing so, this podcast is going to be more visible and I can reach more people to provide value. And before you go, if you would like to join the community of people who are determined to help each other and grow together, join my newsletter at coffeejourneys.blog newsletter. Thanks for tuning in today and until next time, have a great day.